from the home offices of Ash and Flow. This is Unbillable Hours, a podcast about professional services marketing. Stick around and listen to our insights, tips, and best practices to improve your firm's marketing and even your career. Welcome back, everybody, to this most recent episode of the Unbillable Hours podcast. Ash. Let's be honest, Flo. I think we're kind of losing track of the number of episodes, but at this, at this point, we are on some season, some episodes. Sixty something, I forget. Yeah. Yes, but you know, thanks for you know tuning in all, every week and listening yeah. to us talk more about like practice building and connecting sales and marketing, basically. Yeah, good point. Appreciate the ongoing and increasing support. Lots of people listening in. We're really happy that you seem to be liking it and mm -hmm. we'll put in all the work even through the summertime to to bring you more good stuff i think and today we have on our list ash something that's that's near and dear to my heart and yours as well i know which is which is actually offering development right the idea mm -hmm. that you yeah develop like, offers to support your marketing yeah, yeah. more like like you you talk, we talk about marketing we talk about sales you've got like things that you need to sell not just products like flow so i know you love the account you know accounting example but you know what I, I'm, I'm going to let you yeah. do the open example part and then you know chip in oh thank you that's very that's very kind so i i think the point is that uh, many consulting firms seem to be missing out on uh both differentiation and value i think by mm -hmm. by specifying what exactly just they're selling, right? What I mean by that is many of the firms I interact with will have a service offering or a portfolio, which is essentially is just their capabilities, right? And to your point, that's the the accountant that says what what we're selling is accounting, right? So the capability is also the offering, and that is that is to be to be clear, that is a very valid way of running the business. Lots of consulting firms do it and survive. Don't know about let me, uh, let me add one yeah. more uh, qualifier to that. It is really good if people know who you are already and know the quality of your work. If you yeah. are new, if you're an upstart, a challenger, things like that, the the big question comes, why do they even need to pick you? Like, what do you have yeah. the others don't have? Yeah, I think that's that's a fair point because the, the thing you're missing out on if you run your business that way is that sets you up in the, in the bucket of the market where it's very painful and that's the... That's obviously the, the commodity space, yeah. right? The accounting firm that says, well, we're selling accounting. What is the only thing they can do if it, there's a new business conversation? They can ask a question next, which is what type of accounting would you need? Yeah. Which to me, that is the equivalent of being a waiter at a a la carte restaurant, right? Where he or she pulls out their little notepad and asks, what would you like to have? And this is difficult for you as a consulting firm because you enter the relationship immediately in a space where the client is actually leading you. Mm -hmm. And the client is then by definition of that prescribing what has to happen. So they're, they are sort of setting the strategy. And what they're really doing is hiring you for just implementation. And again, that is a valid business and it's good on its work, as they say. But it typically prevents you from doing higher value, more strategic, and also price your work out, you know, from the get-go. So you're blocking yourself from from having these types of engagement just because you're selling again to say that your capabilities as the offerings. 
And while we were prepping for this episode, we did come up with a really good analogy here. Like, don't be waiters, become doctors. Because, yeah, let's face it, everyone here has been to a doctor at some point. And we, you guys know how the consultation process is. Think about it this way. As you either go in knowing what your symptoms are, and they have a, you know, they have a discussion with you, understand yeah. your symptoms, and then say, right, it seems like it'd be this, this, and this. These are things that we can prescribe to you for you to take, you know, to take so that you can get better. Or you could be a person who comes and says, I have this thing and I have these symptoms. Then the doctor in the consulting role will verify if this is the case. And if they think this is the case, then they'll be like, right, we agree. This definitely is the case. These are the things that we can prescribe for you. Or they'll say, hmm, interesting. You got all these symptoms. This is not exactly the case. They consult and they get, uh, come up to you. So this kind of consultative process is essentially yeah. what you should be doing. And I think, Flo, it might be it'll be easier for us to like ground our discussion with this kind of analogy. Yeah, which is that we get into the offering development. And I, I just yeah. wanted to say I love the doctor metaphor because this good thing you sometimes hear a phrase thrown around in in the consulting world also, which is productization, right? Productize your services to the point where they are essentially just a cookie cutter product. And you can and it scales and all that. I'm always hesitant about that because I mean this is a probably also even a matter of philosophy or subjective taste or whatever. But I think once you productize you stop being a consultant sorry for that because you clearly then you have templates something to the point where it could maybe could be codified in software or it's a book or it's a course but the the thing that happens in your doctor's metaphor here which i think is essential the diagnosis and customization doesn't seem to be happening anymore and maybe i'm misunderstanding what people mean by productizing so i like the i like the phrase standardization much much more where you build standardized modules or you just streamline the service delivery but this is why i like your doctor's meta metaphor the listening the understanding the diagnosis the personal relationship and then the, the the very very personalized prescription of things still has to be there otherwise you're not a consultant you're just you you have a course or you have a book or you have software, which these are all great businesses do it. Right. But it's not my understanding of consulting. Yeah. Uh, sorry. That was kind of tangential, but I really love that. Uh, yeah. I, just to adapt that a little more, if you're a product marketing in a way, it's a buffet. You kind of know what your thing is. You just go to the right table and pick what you want to solve, what your need is. If you, the whole thing about consultation and professional services is that dialogue is essential. Even as we've been talking about marketing and sales connection, we do understand the dialogue, which is the reason why we've told many times that marketing would like to have a seat at the table to understand what the client is telling the salespeople. Yeah. It's all these conversations. That, that These conversations are always going to exist yeah. in professional services because it's a human interaction-based business, which yeah. is not going to go away, at least in the near immediate terms. None in the future I foresee, but you know, yeah. might be wrong. Anyways, so the question then really becomes for this podcast, right? And what we want to talk about to people is mm -hmm. how do we then become doctors, right? Or how do we help yeah. our firm or practice become doctors? And this is where we get to what we mean by offering love. And I think we should probably start by explaining what, what do we think it is, right? Um, mm -hmm. So because there's there's right. a, there's a lots of different terms flying around. There's service design. There's there, people talk about value proposition design. 
blah, blah, blah. Now you and I talk about offering development. I think you and I discussed it before. The way Ash and I put it together was to us, offering development means is a process where you sort of bring to bear your practices, market focus and client insights to first design a value proposition. That's part of it. Value proposition mm -hmm. designed by this definition is part of offering development. But then you also design a service to deliver the value proposition, right? So you, you put together a very structured package of consulting processes, deliverables, and so forth. Those could be modules, right? They're not productizing. Yep. And then uh, the end result of that is an offering you can sell much easier and probably also deliver much easier than you can the raw and unstructured capabilities. So returning to my accounting example, if we know our market very well and we have the insight that people don't actually buy accounting firms, but they buy peace of mind in terms of the auditors coming, right? So they want their books in order and they want to lower their tax burden as much as they possibly can. We could start not selling just accounting services, but we could think about something like a tax decrease or tax burden optimization, a sprint for small and mid-sized yeah. businesses. It's a three months engagement. We do this, 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 and this. Like that's the idea, right? Developing stuff like this is offering development and there's a method to it. Yeah. And bear that's in mind, it. offering development also connects to a lot of things that you do. The research that comes in feeds into the client insight. <clears throat> when you're doing your market development, that's how you build the marketing focus, the value propositions where sales and the business come together with marketing to do that. And service design is where the business after speaking with clients, understands what they need to do, all based upon research and insights to build the whole thing. So this is a cross connection of various functions within a professional services firm that helps you cater to your clients' known yeah. and unknown needs. Bear in mind, they might not know what you're offering as well. Yeah. And to that point, sorry if I dwell on this a bit too long, but this goes back to the, the, the why it's so hard to sell a raw capability. It's because, you, and we've said this in previous episodes, but the, the problem with just selling, making your capability your offer, the problem with that is just simply that you put too much work on the buyer's side. If you yeah. sell, say, well, I'm an accountant, I sell accounting, you are essentially asking me to figure out what exactly I need what the scope is, what my problems are, all that stuff. Like, I mean, I have to burn like a lot of calories to figure out how I might be using your services in a way that's best for my business. And that is, yeah. that becomes friction. That becomes a barrier to, to sales success. And that's why yeah. offering development is important because that removes this thing because we have a value proposition. We spell out what we think the problem of the client is, and we have a prepackaged set of modules of things we could do to help them overcome it. It creates lots of clarity and that makes, that's why it's so much easier to buy. <laughs> Sorry, which, which on the flip side then of course makes it easier to, to sell. Yeah. And just to, just to add one more thing here, this is your foot in the door essentially to getting the client to buy because the client doesn't have to think about all of this. You and for you, the offering is a free thing because you're essentially, you know, building it up for not just a singular client, but a suite of clients. This is your foot into the door when you have a conversation with a or a number of clients. So bear that in mind. This is this is your how you do it. So what it comes down to is essentially the question, what structures 
can you define mm -hmm. to sort of pour your capability into so that they become actually a thing people can buy, right? I like your yeah. reference at the, at the interest. You have to have something you can sell. You have to have something you can put into as merchandise into your shop's window, for lack of a better mm -hmm. phrase. And just your capability typically won't do it. So how do we do this? We just, we just, we'll just walk you through some of the principles and not go too deep into the methodology because I think the principles actually are already quite helpful and you don't need get like super nerdy with with how it's done mm -hmm. but let's let's walk through pull through the general approach right maybe we do it high level first and then we drill down into some of the points ash i don't know what, yeah, what yeah. you're saying uh, yeah let's just weigh it as we do <laughs> go on yeah so i think the general points offering development as i see it has sort of five steps or five components or however mm -hmm. you want to call it it typically starts with very very clearly defining the either the key issue the highest level business issue you want to help solve or the transformational outcome you want to help deliver so again we have the accountant firm example where they say well we want to minimize your smb's tax burden F completely legal you know so you can sleep well and rest is totally fine but the the optimum we can get we're going to get that for you that's that's the thing we want to deliver that's step one. So clearly defining this and already that's a big mind shift because we're not talking about your capabilities at all or your firm's experience. We talk about what is it we do for the client. So either because this you want to do or transformational. Yeah, let, let, let's uh, let's just uh, help in the state way, like a desired state, as you were mentioning. So it might yeah. be that a client has the sourcing or procurement issue because they won't because of supply chain stuff. And their desired state is that they need to ease their supply chain to uh, to connect into their manufacturing process. So you have an offering that comes in that sits there quite nicely. That is the kind of thing that you need to think about. What is a client's desired end state, end goal, yeah. and you take them through the journey? That, right. yeah. And if you're having so, and even if you think you have a handle on it, it's worth. I'm getting into the details already. Sorry, but but even if you think you have a handle on defining the the outcome you want to deliver, like we deliver. I don't know, accountant. We we deliver book reviews, or we deliver like if you're a designer, we deliver websites. It does pay to spend a bit of time and ask why a couple of times, because that's what I mean by higher up or the highest level, highest business level issue. Clients don't buy websites because they want a fancy website. Typically, they have a marketing or a sales need behind that, mm -hmm. right? So, why? So, asking why do they need a website? Okay, why do they need this kind of website? Well, and then you end up by oh, they need a website that sort of acts as a sales funnel, connects with the CRM, blah blah. So you, now you have yeah. something you can you can work with. So, but then once you have, once we have that defined, we get to the second spot where we now have to list all the challenges that will get into the way of the client as they try to get towards this desired state or as they try to solve this problem like if you start with the highest level problem now you would say all these sub problems that high level problems made so, out of yeah right? so just like you know i was saying earlier it's you know you're trying to have an end state there's a transformation journey to get to the end state yeah. and as you are on the transformation journey there are various pain points and there are various areas of optimization so you got to look at the full picture at this stage to understand where are challenges, where is it easy, what can be done for first, what can be done slow. And yeah. the whole thing what you're offering is also to identify something that, you know, I think personally that you can do is identify the areas of quick wins so that in your offering, as you sell yeah. it to a client, they'd be like, right, if I do this with these guys, mm -hmm. I can have an immediate, you know, 
resolution to some things while the rest of it may take two or three years to finish. And this is where your consulting firm's actual consulting expertise comes in because you will have the answer to the question, which yeah. is what do we have to do to deliver the outcome? You, yeah. Your consultants will know this. Again, sorry for the accounting heavy episode, but the accounting example, if the outcome is the the, the minimum tax burden SMB, yeah. what does it take to get an average small, medium-sized business to minimum tax burden under the laws of the country we're operating in? Okay, so you should be able uh, for, to draw that out in the mind map or break it down into steps, which these are the this this uh, or the, sorry the the problems that get into way to that so, point. Uh, so Flo, I know the next point for you is like define solutions to each sub problem, but I want to yeah. like combine these two while talking about the doctor analogy. That they are so, sort of they are sort of similar, but yeah, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. yeah. So with the doctor analogy, like you may be suffering from some sort of like you know bacterial infection or something like that. Yes, you'll have antibiotics, but during the whole time you may also have pain. So they they you know prescribe you two sets of medications usually, or maybe even three, depending on what you have. One to reduce inflammation and pain. One to like help you know kill the bacteria or whatever. So you have your immediate solution in terms of killing the pain and the long term thing of you know eliminating the trace. And that's essentially the kind of approach that you take to these problems. That's why I was talking about the quick wins and the long transformational yeah. journey. Because the client needs to see some result. <laughs> Even if you're selling the offering, they need to see some result soon enough. If they see that is when they buy into your big solution. Think about yeah. it like your gateway thing. A lot of times, and this is really useful to talk here because when we sell, when you sell a huge transformation job, is often on the back of some other job, maybe a small implementation thing or an innovation thing. And these jobs are not going to be the high value worth money. They're usually the smaller things, but these give you the entryway into solving bigger things and taking them through the whole journey. So bear in mind, this is the reason why you need to look at all the challenges. Where can you give some immediate relief and then find out the you know the various different points so yes i agree with you flo that points two and three are quite related yeah it's literally the way i think about these is the flip side so first you list so we have our high level problem then we list yeah. all the problems underneath i'm going to again make something up in accounting maybe the first step in getting to the first problem preventing me to get to minimum tax burdens is my my book card keeping isn't in order I can't even keep track of all the exp all the expenses I could subtract, right? I'm missing stuff. So mm -hmm. that we got to solve. So, and then you, it's literally just the flip side of the coin is then, okay, what is the solution to that problem, right? So we go through, we listed all the sub problems, all the tiny steps you got to make, and mm -hmm. then we put the solutions we could deliver against it. Now, here's an important detail and the devil's in the details. You have to make sure to hit all the sub problems and at least get an idea of the solutions to them even if you're not planning on delivering all of them because they're outside your firm's areas of expertise. This is important because the client will always, once we start with this approach of selling the transformational outcome, the client wants the entire outcome. If they don't, they will not care for you if you stop halfway through and say, okay, but you know, the next five steps we can't do for you or whatever. So any example of the accounting firm, and again, I'm making this up, maybe in the list of things we have to solve, the actual legal setup of the company, like what LLCs do we have? What's the holding, which company sits where and whatnot needs to be optimized, but that's not something your audit firm touches. Okay, yeah. 
down the road, we should be thinking about either having some helpful content checklists, a directory of helpful firms who do that, whatever, but we cannot just ignore it and have it not be part of the package. Even if you have to have the solution off to someone else, at least help the client find that someone else, right? Or something like that, because your the offering has to address the entire biggest level problem or the entire transformational outcome. So that's a, that's a side detail here. But this is also sort of already the segue into the, the sales to delivery continuum, which is our fourth point, right? So we've defined the biggest problem. We listed all the challenges go into it. We listed all the small pieces solution. Now we're packaging it all back up again into the overall solution that we'll go into our offering, which solves the transformational outcome that delivers that. Yeah. Typically, you should be doing that as some sort of consulting process. How do you take me through all these tiny solution steps to get me to the big outcome? And mm -hmm. if there's something you can't do, what's your, what's your workaround? What's your fix for that? All that should go into this raw consulting process you're designing. And once, as you do that, and this is what we call the fourth point, optimize the sales delivery continuum, you got to think about what I'm putting together here, the process I'm designing, is that where does it lay on the continuum from being very, very easy to sell, but hard to deliver and vice versa, right? Mm -hmm. If the accounting firm says, oh, we're going to knock down your tax rate to 0.1% in six months, and it's going to cost you 200 grand, that might be very easy to sell uh, to certain types of businesses, but is it feasible to achieve? Is it price to high, price to low? I don't know. It's a clear thing, but typically a rule of thumb if, is if it's very easy to sell, it's probably not very viable as a business, right? Or it's very hard to deliver or costly to you. If, if you are made whole because it's very easy to deliver and it's nicely priced, it would probably be very hard to sell. So put together this consulting process that is on the balanced part of that spectrum. And, and therefore, is a win-win for both sides, right? Now we have our consulting process. We could take that and sell it. We would have the process. We could sell. And you, you see this everywhere, right? There's great firms yeah. do it all the time. They say, oh, this is our X process or our Y method or this is the Z program. Cool. You could do that. Our recommendation, though, and that's the fifth step in the offering development process, is to see if you can repackage it into different variants and then have different go-to-markets around that. Yeah, because depending on what type of consulting you're doing, it might be that the, the full process, like the full-fledged thing, is actually quite expensive and quite high risk from a client perspective. So again, it'll be difficult to sell. So maybe we can also repackage it and there's a free or low-risk version of it. It utilizes the same processes, had elements of it, right? But it's not the full thing. So typical would be, it could be low-risk. So, so it's a, it's a two-day workshop with you where you explain the process, you give some details, and you enable the client to do run parts of it for themselves, right? That will be one. It could even be free where you do the same thing, but it's a webinar of an hour, right? You get the idea. It's always the same process. It's just packaged differently. And I just want to add that this is where your sales and marketing team segmentation information comes into play and make sure that you may, you do the right consultation here. Yeah, and I think that's exactly right because you, there could even be a point where we need different flavors with, within a category. So even the low risk category, of my process mm -hmm. could mean I need slightly different versions of it at slightly different price points. Again, going back to my accountants, now SMBs is a pretty broad definition of stuff. And mm -hmm. inside that group might be people who pay five grand for a one day tax relief workshop. Uh, there might be some who can only afford one and a half thousand, but maybe you can serve them both profitably or in a way that works for you, right? You got to weigh this. And to your point, yeah, that's all about segmentation is a critical input to that. But adding to the thing, so now we have our, our free or low risk offering, 
we have our main offering, which to me, that still is the full process, right? That's the full tax yep. relief program, four months, whatever sticker price for that is. And then typically you see this clever people, hard people who, who do this a lot and build full offering suites. They will then recommend that you even have a third element in here, which either is an upsell or takes the client in some extended form of engagement. Typically for consulting firms would be once you did the tax relief program, you have some sort of offer where you help implementation, right? It's an ongoing process where your experts come in twice a month to check on the client's accounting team if they're still running within the, the parameters you've set through the programs and stuff like that. That's what we mean when we say by don't just sell the process as such, but have a sit down and think how you can package it and can you have different go to markets and different ways to, I think another word I've heard this Another word I've heard used in this context is how do you bundle yeah. the elements of the processes? And in closing, is it realistic that if you have a full-fledged process, clients will come to you and just buy parts one and two of your five-step program, also very viable? So maybe that's another way of packaging stuff up or packaging, ma yeah. making sure you be, you are able to just deliver parts of the so process. I consider the fact that your client is already on a journey, already on a transformational journey and your offering is modular so the client can plug and play at the right place rather than you having to take them from ground zero all the way to the end yeah. to make sure that the offerings that you build are modular in that kind of sense. Yeah. And I think that brings us to the, to the recap, right? Or the summary, which, which I would say is the following. Lots of firms still underutilize offering development as a, as a source of differentiation and, and also value creation because they just sell their capability as the offering. Like I'm an accountant, so I offer accounting. That sets them up or sets them up as a commodity business, yeah. right? That's, yeah, it's that's... also a misunderstanding flow because what yeah. happens is that you don't really talk to people about what you actually do. It requires an entire conversation and re-educating the client on what you can offer, yeah. which is an entire waste of time on everyone's side. And the uh, way out of that then is offering development where you essentially define, clearly define an end game outcome you want to deliver, break that down into the sub problems or sub services you need to deliver to make it happen. Mm -hmm. And uh, you package that in some sort of consulting process, which that then is, and I said we would avoid the term productizing, but it is sort of a product because it's very easy to understand and very clear. And you'll see if you do this well, it also significantly improves your delivery because now you have a very clear process that you can follow and that helps with all kinds of stuff from quality issues to just outright profitability and, and also speed, right, of delivery. So yeah, that's an all around good thing to have and it takes time and effort to do it, I get it. It's if you are an accountant or a designer, it's very easy to turn around and say, I sell accounting or design. It takes more effort to build, test, refine, and so forth an actual offering. But yeah, it's it's well worth the effort, I would say. So that does bring us to a close, doesn't it, Flo? Unless you have anything to add, I would I would say so. I yeah. Would, yeah, I would say so, guys. Uh, thanks for being ardent listeners till now. What we'd like to offer is if you guys have any questions or want us to talk about any specific topics, feel free to hit us on LinkedIn and yeah. we will talk about those. And if you have any questions, hit us up and we'll consider another dedicated episode for Q&A. 
And yes, and if you were interested in the offering development thing and would like to have a bit more detail or see how it's done in larger firms, let us know because we might do a second episode on it. This one was principles, right? And we could do a bit of a deeper dive in the context of, of an actual practice, maybe. Yep. That's it for today, I think, right? Have a nice rest of the Friday, eventually weekend. And uh, let's hope it's not as warm wherever you are as it was here yesterday. I mean, we should be yeah. fine, I think, by the weather report. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. Later, guys. Bye-bye. I'm going to stop the recording here. Thanks for listening to Unbillable Hours. If you want more, tune in next week. You know where to find us. 